Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We are in Joshua chapter 8 now. If you were with us in our sermon yesterday, then you saw Israel suffer its first defeat and then deal severely, as the people promised they would in Joshua 1, 16-18, with the perpetrator of the sin that sabotaged the camp. Just as Joshua warned about Jericho, it happens when Achan takes with him some of the set-apart things from the city of Ai, and now, man, they their bodies have been burned and stones have been piled on top of their bodies as this darkly reminder. We're going to see in today's text that it's it, it seems like Joshua may have gotten a little presumptuous in chapter 7 upon the taking of Ai. They send only a small elite force then. Now they're going to send a troop of 30,000 men. That's more than the, I think, 12,000 inhabitants of the city of Ai. Now we're getting back up again after having fallen because of sin, having dealt with that sin and dealt with it severely. Now we're ready to step up and experience victory. Here's Joshua chapter 8. The Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid or discouraged. Take all the troops with you and go attack Ai. Look, I have handed over to you the king of Ai, his people, his city, and land. Now, real quick, let's look at this. Doesn't this remind you of Joshua 1.9? It's uh, one of the most commonly Googled verses. Do not be afraid or discouraged. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is a reiteration of that same promise. It's a reaffirmation. Okay, look, corporately, you messed up. Uh, there was sin in the camp, but you've dealt with it. And now there's a reaffirming. Isn't This is a different covenant. This is the old covenant. And now we live in the new covenant, but it's the same God, but the same character, the same heart, the same mercy, the same grace, the same restorative power, the same redemptive gospel. Only we know the name of the Savior. We actually have it better than they do. The author of Hebrews calls this covenant a better covenant by far. It's the same God. This is what God does. Okay, does... Do, do you have a past? Welcome to the club. Like everybody does. Do you feel like that makes you beyond the capacity of God's grace to restore, redeem, and use mightily and miraculously? He has just restored Joshua as he did before from day one. This is beautiful. Look at how God is dealing with his people in the Old Testament. He's the same God today, the same God who told Israel, having gotten back up again, having dealt with their sin, to go to war again, I've promised you a victory. That's the God that we worship here today in the New Testament too. So now he's taking all the troops. Remember that this was God's command to do this. It may have been a little bit of hubris on Joshua's part to only send a small troop. Uh, Lest you think that the victory here in AI comes from the fact that they just overwhelmed them with a number of troops. Remember that God ultimately gets credit for that that tactic as well, because it was his idea. He's already handed the city over to them. Okay, so again, God is speaking in past tense about a victory that Joshua and the Israelites have yet to experience. Now they're sure of it. Now they already know that they're doing what God wants to do the way God wants them to do it. This uh, king of Ai likely refers to uh, more of a military, uh, more, more of a military role than it does like an actual uh, an, an actual, like I guess, despot or something over the city. And we don't think that AI was fortified the way that uh, Jericho was. 
Verse 2, treat Ai and its king as you did Jericho and its king, except that you may plunder its spoil and livestock for yourselves. Set an ambush behind the city. Two different things here. Uh, if you're watching on allies.network, you can see that we've just highlighted verse 2. It, it describes how now Israel's being given uh, permission by God to do something that they haven't had before. Uh, they can actually plunder the spoil and the livestock for themselves. When they took Jericho, they killed even the livestock. Everything else was set apart for destruction. And, uh, you know, everything else was, was uh, every, everything else was not to be, not to be touched, not to be trifled with, but now God has given them permission. And so God has shown them grace in this regard. He's also giving them provision. Now there's some, there's some, some, something else that's different about this. Now their tactic is different. They're taking the entire troop, but they're also doing it through an ambush. Now, uh, based on the location of the city of Ai, there is uh, uh, there is still to this day a ravine that likely provided a hiding spot for Israel's army to to be concealed and then to to jump out. So, here's the battle plan: Joshua and all the troops set out to at attack Ai. Joshua selected thirty thousand of his best soldiers and sent them out at night. He commanded them, "Pay attention." Lie in ambush behind the city, not too far from it, and all of you be ready. Then I and all the people who are with me will approach the city. When they come out against us as they did the first time, we will flee from them. So this is a ruse. Uh, we've seen, we, we see, see this tactic uh, emulated in the book of Judges. Uh, I think it's chapter 9, maybe again, uh, chapter 17. They will come after us until we have drawn them away from the city, for they will say they are fleeing from us as before. So they're counting on the, the residents of Ai thinking that Israel is just trying the exact same, uh, send the running back right up the middle play again that didn't work last time on second down, now here on third down doing the exact same play over again. While we are fleeing from them, you are to come out of your ambush and seize the city. The Lord your God will hand it over to you. Joshua's not speaking presumptuously here because He's already been told by God, I've handed over to you, the king of Ai, his, uh, his people, the city, and the land. All right, so God, is, God has already promised it. So with full authority this time and total confidence, Joshua gives that order. After taking the city, set it on fire. Follow the Lord's command and see that you do as I have ordered you. So Joshua sent them out and they went to the ambush site and waited between Bethel and Ai to the west of Ai. But he spent that night with the troops. So this is where, to this day, there is a ravine. Uh, between Bethel and Ai is a massive ravine. That could be where uh, Israel's troops hid. So this is, uh, this is the same city, but it's, a, it's like a different army now. All right? it's, the, it's the same mission as before, but man, now they've got holiness on their sides. They have dealt with sin. So you may have tried to take a hill before, but sin crept up. The skeletons came busting out of your closet and it cost you everything. Well, now it may seem foolhardy to try to take the same city again. You ought not do it the same way, right? This is, this is a different tactic, a totally different uh, approach. Now they're actually doing what God has prescribed, the way that God told them to do it. Joshua is being very emphatic, very clear. Have you noticed this about his about his style of communication. He's, he's very, very crystal clear. And now they've already been promised the victory ahead of time. 
you're never beyond the arm of God to be redeemed and put back to work. Deal with sin. Deal with it severely. And then get back to work. Evangelize, Christian. Even if you have suffered, even if you have struggled, if you have wavered, if you have sinned, repent. Repent drastically. Burn the sin down and get back to work because we have a lot of people to reach here. Amen.